Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. We're going to go a little bit short today, but we've got a pretty cool experience to share. This is Jeremy from Enderf.org. He says, I remember running on the playground on my of my elementary school, chasing a fellow student in a game of tag. I then turned a corner and at full speed smacked right into a fellow student. The kid was taller than I was, and I assumed he was in a grade higher level. After realizing I had banged heads with the kid, I then grabbed my head and started to fall. I could faintly hear the boy say, Man, that kid has a hard head. That sounds so much like something an elementary school kid would say. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) I could faintly hear the boy say, man, that kid has a hard head. Next thing I knew, I was going through a bright light, and I felt the deepest calm of my life. Once I got through the light, I turned around just in time to see my body get up, run, then fall underneath a swing. I then looked around at the playground. Everything was white. I then thought of going home to see my mother. At the speed of thought, I zipped from the playground to the top of the cliff where I had lived. I don't know why, but before reaching my house, I stopped in front of a fire station, which is right next to the park at the top of the cliff. I then looked down the street toward the little gas station. Everything was white still. I looked around, up at the water tower, and down the street, back toward the gas station. The only thing that stood out from all this was a figure walking towards me in the silence. The figure was completely black, so black that I couldn't make out any features but his general shape. I looked at the being that was approaching for a few seconds, and then I thought of going home again. I then turned towards the road that looked there that took me home, and I zipped so fast down that road that in the same instant I was on my street looking at my house. As I was looking at my house, I heard a voice say, Go back. I paid no attention to the voice and proceeded to go forth, but the voice said again, much more clearly, go back. It's not your time. I then thought, no, I'm going to see my mother and I don't want to go back. I proceeded up the, to, to my front door and as I was about to open it, the voice changed into my mother's voice and I said even louder, go back. It's not your time. I then said, I don't want to go to school. I want to stay here with you. I tried to open the door. Then the voice said in a stern voice, Go back to school now. I hesitated, and then the next thing I knew, I was in my body. I opened my eyes for a second time to see my classmates and a teacher standing over me. I then closed my eyes and tried with all my heart to go back. Then was an overwhelming feeling of calm. I didn't want to leave it. But no matter how, I, how hard I tried, I couldn't go back. 
I tried for who knows how many minutes. I had a full grasp of everything in my body. But in the end, I couldn't go back. I ended up waking up with everyone still over me. I then grabbed my head because it began to hurt very much. My friend helped me up, and I went to the nurse. That is the end of Jeremy's experience. You know, one of the things I like about this is that this is a school kid being a school kid like a school kid. <laughs> He's, he, he has this experience, which poor kid, he just runs smack into a bigger kid, um, apparently tall enough uh, to smack heads with the kid. <laughs> and I, I shouldn't laugh, but I can just picture this because I, I have kids and I see the way they talk and the way they interact with others and and it just sounds so much like a kid would say when they smack heads and and the other kid says man that kid has a hard head i <laughs> i'm sorry anyway um so the next thing he's going through a bright light he says and he feels this deep calm he turns around and he sees his body get up run and then fall underneath the swing. This is an example of a time when the body tries to go on without the spirit. It never works out very well or for very long, but the body apparently does sometimes move independent of the spirit. And I suspect a lot of times when seizure is taking place or other such things, it may be a similar thing. But in this case, I mean, getting up and running, that's pretty impressive for the body to be able to do without the spirit. And yet, I've heard of people's bodies, you know, screaming or covering their heads to avoid danger, um, talking to people. I, I can only imagine what they're saying. <laughs> it's probably delirious or whatever, but the body can sometimes do some things while the spirit is separated. I'm not sure how or why, but that seems to be the case. And then he goes zipping from the playground to his home. But this is interesting. On his way home, right before getting there, I mean, and it's not like he's traveling flying fast or something. I mean, he's traveling the speed of thought. It's like, zoop! And suddenly he is at the place just prior to his house that's near a park, and there is a, a person. Uh, the uh, way he puts it is this figure walking towards me in the distance. This figure was completely black, so black that I couldn't make out any features but his general shape. So it's just like this, this blackness walking toward him. Now, was this some kind of human-like manifestation of the void coming, or was this some kind of evil entity coming in hopes of having some fun, if you will? I don't know. I don't know. But he doesn't stick around to find out because he zips home. And it's interesting that that detail is included because this being did not catch him and he doesn't voice anything of fear and maybe because he didn't know he had anything to fear. He probably just thought that's an odd character headed my way. Well, I'm going to go on home anyway. And so he heads home um, and he's headed toward the door. Now, this is interesting because he says I'm, he's looking at his house and uh, he's going forward and proceeding toward the door and was about to open it. Okay, all the while a voice is telling him, you need to go back. Go back, it's not your time. 
and he doesn't really react to it at all um, because he wants to go see his mother until it is his mother's voice. So the spirit that's trying to get him to go back or this being that's getting him to go back finally gets his attention by using his mother's voice and says, go back, it's not your time. And he's still in this schoolboy mindset because he says, I don't want to go to school. I want to stay here with you. I mean, I can picture any school kid, elementary school kid, saying this. And he tries to open the door, and I don't know if his hand just goes through it or what, but um, he's paused long enough for the voice to say, in a sterner voice, I assume still his mother's voice, go back to school now. He hesitates, and then the next thing he knows, he's back in his body. <laughs> it's interesting. It's totally a schoolboy experience, you know, and, you know, he doesn't have any great spiritual insight that we know of, but clearly traveling around. This reminds me of, I, I believe there was a couple of the interviews that we did um, where they were kids at the time, and before going to the light, they ended up wandering around and playing and, and so forth, and um, it kind of makes sense. I mean, these kids are still kids, and while they may have a fully mature spirit, while they're on the earth and just leaving their body, they're still going to feel like kids for a bit, and and so it hasn't, you know, that kidness maybe hasn't melted away yet. But even there are others who are as adults go to the other side and they are like kids being cradled in the arms of God, which is beautiful and interesting all at the same time. Anyway, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by either purchasing the book, Life in the Spirit World, or by going to patreon.com slash ndecast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor. Um, Links to both of those are on neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. You can also contact the podcast either to share a comment, ask a question, or to share your own near-death experience by emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can record your voice on your phone and email it to that same email. Or you can call 970-NDE-CAST and leave a message for us to share on the podcast. And once again, thank you all of you so much for listening.